This is Sith Gorilla from Alliance Pie Rogues, and you're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. You're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. Looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting? You found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. He doesn't like you. And Wind Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We want it been. I have the descendants on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Everybody and welcome to the 48th episode. Yes, 48 again because I messed up with the Out of Order podcast last week. Little our little small podcast kind of threw me off. So we are back again at 48. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? Same old, same old. Recorded a podcast on a Friday night. Very exciting stuff. What about you? So like all the kids do, right? Yeah. You know, it's Friday night. It's podcast day. All right. <laughs> Nothing better to do. For me, it's Sunday night, so got to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Not jealous. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. I had my three days off. I'm okay. Nice. So. And the good thing about those weekend days during the week is when I go to Costco or like fries to my grocery store, no one's there. It's amazing. No lines, no people. It's like I'm living in the zombie apocalypse. That that would be lovely. <laughs> I love it. So it's been a very interesting week, not the most loud week. As far as news goes, but we still got some stuff to talk about. And first thing is this fulcrum event that's going on right now. But I'd assume for most people it's over because it came out last night at midnight, or at least last night at midnight here. So I'm assuming most people that play this game have either already been in there or just haven't done it yet because they don't want to yet. I don't know. Did you do it? I might have did you i did i did it when i woke up this morning yep i did it before i went off to work what'd you think about it uh i thought there were it was pretty interesting you know you get to that last um you get to that last tier and uh well i guess it was every tier i just thought it was cool that stage three 
Vader was actually Zated. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not notice that, but I did notice the background. Yeah, the background on that tier four was beautiful. Yes, I'll it say was. That. I've never watched the Rebels cartoon. I've watched the first four episodes, but I haven't finished off the show yet. So I haven't even gotten to the uh, Vader Ahsoka stuff. I assume that's the room that they fought in. So that's pretty cool. I would. Uh, so now when I watch the cartoon and I get to that point, I will be looking for that. The nice. big pink room. <laughs> yep, pretty cool looking. Hopefully they add that into Arena and we get to start playing that a little bit more often. Yeah, there's been some cool backgrounds in some of these events that have come by that really didn't make it into rotation anywhere else yet. So hopefully we can see some of those because I know there were some Phoenix ones that aren't anywhere yet. The Gar Saxon, there was a few in there that weren't anywhere yet. It'd be nice to see those. Yeah, I'd like Instead to of, see you know, like a uh, favorites or something. Like to where you could pick oh, like that three of your favorites and then, you know, those would like have a higher percentage of popping up in battles and stuff. That would be super cool. That's a really awesome idea, actually. I know that there's there's a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know if you ever played Heroes of the Storm. And this is different because no. it's just a aesthetic map in galaxy of heroes but in heroes of the storm you pick your top three maps you like to play and those three they try to get you into them more often or at least that's the way it used to be i don't know if it's still that way but it was nice because you'd you would see the ones you dislike less basically that'd be cool yeah definitely so what'd you uh think of the difficulty um i mean i I didn't think it was very difficult, but I mean, I just kind of stuck in kind of my, one of my top teams and autoed a lot of it. Uh, there were a few parts where I'd kind of like set up Ahsoka and see what she could do. Uh, that protection up's pretty sweet, but yeah, I didn't find it difficult. Did you? No, not on my eight count. I think that there's a... For the newer players, it might be hard, especially low-level ones. I don't know if they could beat it. But let's say my B account, I started in June of last year, so it's about a year old. Got some good characters on it, a few gear 11s, but not a lot of gear 10s. And I went in there with a Darth Vader lead, Palpatine, Darth Maul, B2, and Royal Guard team. And... I beat it with Ahsoka at the end. Like, she had a sliver of red health left, and she killed Vader, and then all the all that was left was a support droid, luckily, so it didn't ever fire at me, so I was able to end up beating the thing with Ahsoka because nothing was going to shoot her after that. Nice. But I think I got lucky. So I can see, like, how some under-geared, you know, arena teams or top teams for some of the... Newer accounts might be real hard, but as far as my main account where, you know, I've been playing for a year and a half, that one was just pretty easy. So nice, but it was still fun for sure. Like I said, it was kind of cool to see uh, Vader Zated on that last tier or on the last uh, stage of each event. So I'm surprised I didn't notice that. 
Yeah, it's kind of cool because I I, def- I went in with my triple cleanse team to run the event just because it was easy to grab. Oh, that's another thing, right? The squad team builder thing was actually available for this marquee event, so that was nice. Oh, yeah. In the past that it wasn't there, now it was, and we don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but that was nice. But they got now that it's over, they got this fulcrum pack. And have you been seeing been seeing some of the luck people have been having with this thing? I know there's a lot of people listening to this. Like, they're like this. These are very far outliers that you're talking about. But oh yes, I have seen more 145 shard and like one 235, I think shard packs opened. I've seen more of them today than I think I've seen for any other characters. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they adjusted it to 2%, and that's just as much as we see extra, but it, it's crazy. So, I don't know. I still don't advise, uh, you know, going after it unless you plan to spend 300 bucks and hopefully get lucky. But, yeah, seems like it might have gone up just a tad. Yeah, this seems like a better pricing than what they were at a while back. Like, I mean... We're still talking about $300 for a character, but like this, I think, is something that's way more reasonable than history. Yeah, for sure. It's at least for, you know, the uh, big spenders in that aspect, they're not spending $1,000 on one character. Yeah. 300 still seems like a lot to me because I've never paid that for a character, but when you're dropping from 1000 to 300 that's a big thing, so... For sure. I can see how people would be happier with that, especially if they got one of these random big shard drops. So I got a big shard drop uh, today. Oh, yeah? Actually. Yeah, I got a Barris out of a Chromium, and I got 80 shards. It was awesome. Very nice. <laughs> I'm loving that uh, Bronzium full shard thing. Yeah. It's giving me lots so of nice. shard currency. I'm loving it. For sure. I sat and I went through about 150k ally points last night, and I wound up with a whole bunch of shard shop currency. I still have 200 to go. I just got tired of pressing the button. So definitely nice to get those extra bumps for sure. So, You ever check out that EA Play website that they put up uh, last week in the update? No, I did not. Did you? I did. And so it the event's supposed to go on June 10th and 11th, I believe. And it's basically their version of a BlizzCon or a event where they're showing off all their games, right? But I was looking through their website, and there's a kind of a hint and a pretty big thing to say that we are going to get the content update at EA Play. Because on the website, it says new content from Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and Titanfall 2 will be announced. Which, to me, can mean a couple things. It can be in the new game mode, or it can be in the June fan favorite. But either way, we're getting some kind of announcement next Saturday. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Totally agree. I've been waiting for that new content for a while, and I know there are a lot of guilds out there right now that are have a lot of members that are going stir crazy and kind of thinking of dropping out unless there's new content. So yeah, 
if they drop that information, it's going to be huge for a lot of guilds because kind of in a lull, like we're getting a lot of characters, but not a whole lot to do with them, you know? Yep. So I've been considering gearing up like some of my rebels for my P4 team, but then I'm kind of like, well, if they do something and those rebels aren't that good for it, it's kind of a waste. So I'm just kind of waiting around. Yep, for sure. I kind of am doing the same thing. I've just been leveling up uh, characters that are really good in arena. So that I can uh, do well in arena, and right now I'm actually moved on to gearing up my R2. So I've almost got him to gear nine, and yeah. How are so you? Many holo, so How are many hollow. So many hollow projectors. Because uh, you recently redid your team. I did, and I am loving it. I usually I did never really cared for arena too much, but I switched to the. Triple cleanse with Boba instead of Nihilus, and holy crap, man. Put a bunch of good mods on them, throw them in there, and I got my highest payout, which isn't one, but I'm still aspiring to that. But I got a 16 a couple days ago, a few low 20s, and then the first one after I first threw them in was 36, which was my lowest. So I've been sitting pretty low with my new team, and I love it. So now I'm, I've got that itch to keep leveling up arena tunes to get better and hopefully start staying up there, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like maybe I'll be be able to uh, talk about these teams at the top that you always talk about that I've never even played. I can't tell you how long it took me to ever even see Chiriton Bays. Really? Like, oh, there were never any down in the, you know... 60 to 100 range those guys were always up at the top huh until they became farmable you know so or sith teams like uh malls mall teams i never saw them either because they were all just down at the bottom and i didn't see one for a long time even though we always talked about them so it's crazy now i see them all the time and now i know why everyone hates them yeah (laughs) <laughs> they are annoying. I, I can tell you this much that Zated Savage is the bane of my existence. I, I hate that guy. He d- he never bothered me too much, especially with Boba. Oh, I had Boba. The last time I fought him, I had Boba, Churton Bays, and Rex all alive, and he ate them all. No kidding. I had three and a half minutes left in the match. He ate them all with 30 seconds left to go. Like, how bro. does that happen? <laughs> I, I gotta think that since I've never played them before or him before, I didn't know what I was doing. That's what I'm gonna blame it on because Fair it enough. was demoralizing. Yeah, I can imagine it was, it was bad. Shouldn't... So I'm gonna have to figure that out because I don't even go after teams with Zeta Savage right now. I need to know how to fi- to beat him. Yeah, it's rough, but cool. I'm learning all the nuances now of these high arena characters, which I did not know, except for secondhand. So it's pretty nice getting to know that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Making progress. Absolutely. And as far as I know, for EA Play, I think Mike Mitsu is going to go to it since he lives in L.A. So hopefully we can talk to him before the podcast when he goes and uh, he can tell us what he what went on there, and we can have some uh, secondhand information on that. That'd be cool. Heck yeah! 
Also, Mick Mull will be going, too, so we can talk to him, too, about it. So we'll have a couple people we know going to get information from, so that would be cool. But this Ahsoka pack kind of stealthily changed this week before they actually made an announcement because people noticed it. But in the original update notes, they had mentioned that Ahsoka, when she came out, was going to have an 80 shard pack for $20, along with her pack that offered one shard to, what is it, 330 uh, and everyone was stoked because they could get Ahsoka, Fulcrum Ahsoka, to five stars with the $20 pack. And there was a small update with a client restart, and then everyone noticed that through data mining that the pack had been changed from 80 shards to 25 shards. And, of course, everything imploded for a little while. But Cozy Spoon came out and said what it was, and it makes perfect sense. It made perfect sense to me. So I wasn't too upset with it after that. But basically what they had announced in the update was a rework pack. Because you know how you got all these Tarkin Magma Trooper packs that are 80 shards that are all based on reworks? They had put Ahsoka's pack in as a rework pack instead of a marquee pack, which are the $10, 25 shard ones. Interesting. So they reverted it to what it was supposed to be but a lot of people have been planning on using her at five stars after they bought that pack and saving gear and then when they realized that they weren't going to be able to get them to her to five stars without paying a little bit of money after that change there was a lot of people upset so i can understand that part but i understand why it was changed too you know yeah yeah it's understandable but a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, they, it wouldn't even be too big of a deal if it wasn't in the update as an 80-shard pack. That yeah. was just a big boo-boo. So people started planning for that, and that's not what it was. So yeah. I can you, see that for sure. You would have thought that somebody would have caught that, but oh well. <laughs> they did, but then they tried to change it without telling anyone. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> They should know by now. There is an all-seeing eye called the community. Yes. And we pay very <laughs> close attention. Yeah, exactly. Especially on short, slow weeks, right? Look oh, for yeah. any information you can. And if you see a client restart, it's like, what the hell happened? There hasn't been news this week. What was this? That alone's a reason to give us more information so we don't have to start digging through stuff. Yeah. Nothing ever good comes out of... Nothing good ever happens when you start digging. Yep, that is so true. <laughs> oh, man. Long pauses. I'm trying not to uh, cough into the microphone because this sickness is driving me crazy. I'll tell you that much. I'm trying to not yawn at the microphone. <laughs> you could do it. Do you not have any alcohol on you? You're I, not drinking? I'm not. How'd you guess? <laughs> You're a little quieter. You're not as uh, ah, you're not okay. as uh, jolly. Yeah, it's been a long day. Probably, probably <laughs> should could, have had I, a glass of scotch. It probably would have helped. Loosen you up a little. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> it's all good. Make up for it next week. Yeah, for sure. So, what are you? Why don't you tell me about these new calendar events that came out? Well. There was one hell of a uh, list of calendar events. 
I like it when they do this. So do I, especially. And I don't even think that one goes out a month. I think it's just like two and a half weeks. Yeah. At least that's what it looks like. Well, uh, one event they have listed out for quite a while, but you know, till the end of the hmm. month. But yeah. So uh, the Fulcrum event ends June 5th. If you haven't done that already, get the hell on it. Get your Ahsoka. Um, it's open squad, so you get to use your characters. Omega Battles, this weekend, June 3rd and June 4th. The one on June 3rd requires Jedi and Tuscan. It is, uh, yeah, Saturday, right? <laughs> Jedi and Jedi and Tuscan work to, working together in harmony. Yep. Best buddies. I wonder Throw if that Anakin, Anakin lead in there. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if he can kill his own allies. Hmm. <laughs> I know he'd try, especially <laughs> the women and children. Oh, most definitely. Oh, that, that that's probably why there's only Tuscan men in the game. <laughs> A small nod to the uh, prequels. <laughs> um, and then we have the one on Sunday, June 4th, which requires Jawas and Grande's precious Night Sisters. <laughs> of course. Uh, Two other groups of people that aren't friends or never have talked to each other yeah but that's what's cool about these events well it's nice to see them bringing these people together absolutely they're like playing matchmaker or something love may spring eternal (laughs) (laughs) uh june 8th through the 14th is grandmaster's training get your yoda shards all you people that don't have yoda dude this is going to sound funny, but I've actually been leveling my Jedi on my B account for the last month, and I am stoked that this is about to come back because I will finally get Yoda on my B account. Very nice. About I've that. had them all seven-starred forever, but it's really hard to beat the tier seven of Yoda with one-star gear one Jedi, so I decided to put some work into them. Yeah, weird how that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you'll get your Yoda shards, and then June 10th through the 11th, we got an assault battle, ground war. That is the, the one, one I can't beat. Boo. What? Uh, still, yeah. Get, finish up R2. He'll help because it requires Ewoks, Resistance, or Ugnot. Why Ugnot's thrown in, nobody knows, but... Resistance and Ewoks will be your ticket to the promised land. Question, if I only level Ugnot, can I beat it? Uh, yeah, he's like the best character in the game. Come on. <laughs> Mr. OP. There's a reason they threw it in there by himself. That's, that's <laughs> totally true. Uh, I knew you'd agree with me. Flash event. These are very exciting, as we all know. There's one word in that event description that makes me excited. New flash event. Yes, there it is. I was hoping you'd catch what I was saying. Because yes. <laughs> Trouble well, on Tatooine coming back did not excite me. Okay, but. so it says new flash event, and then it says on the following dates. June 7th, June 9th, June 12th, June 15th, June 18th, June 21st, June 27th, June 20th. Fourth, I skipped, 
and June 30th. <laughs> uh, that's basically every... Okay, so it's June 7th and then the 9th, and after that, it's every three days. Yeah, for a whole month. It's crazy. And it makes me, like, are those going to be new? Like, all of those going to be individually new? Or is the new Flash event going to, you know, be the same one on those days? Or is it going to, like, alternate between a new one and the Luke one? Nobody Dude, knows. that's a good question. I didn't even think about the fact that if it was a new one every one of those days. That seems like a lot of new events. I don't know if I believe that, but it's not clear there, so who knows. And they're... I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I do not know, but... You know, June 7th, we'll find out. We will, and then all those people that are farming old Ben right now will get their answer on whether or not you're probably going to need old Ben at any point for this stuff. So Touche. Hopefully not, yeah. because mine's still weak as hell, and that's the way I like it. <laughs> I got to think that, you know, if the new Flash event comes and you're still using Luke for the new one, that it's probably just going to be a Luke thing every Flash event. And so you probably just want to work your Luke. But if it's a new character that they're doing in it, then that whole credence of uh, all the a New Hope characters being needed for this event being a thing might actually be true. Yeah. And I had a I saw someone talking and had an idea that, you know, maybe the last Flash event before the main Luke stuff would be the the Raid Han one where you actually needed Raid Han. Seven that stars. would be cool. I mean it would make sense to put at the very end of it one of the harder character not hard at this point for us that have been there, but one of the harder characters to get just in general, you know? Yep, for sure. Time wise. Takes a long time. Well, especially Raid Han, because his raid isn't normalized like General Kenobi. So, yeah, I can tell you. If you were battling at the bottom of those rankings Takes a while. for a long time, took a while. So, yep. um, Next event uh, is Redacted. That is going to start <laughs> on Redacted. It's going to end on Redacted. And the notes are redacted. So that should be super exciting. I can't wait for that. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, what in the hell is this? Okay. I, I, I went back and tried to figure out why, like, if they had put it out and then just pulled it back and what had happened. But I it, obviously it started that way, and that's the way they wanted it. But that really threw me off when I saw it. So they didn't put that in there just to let us know that they had changed something. Like that's there for a reason. Now I agree. What's the theory on this reason? So I want to reference a post by Roken Fett on the official forums, but it says sound reasoning why. Don't wait for it. Django Fett is the June fan favorite. Ooh. Oh, snap. So, reasons. Number one, this goes to the redacted on the calendar page. So, Camino was redacted from the Jedi archives. And if you go back and watch, you know, the movie, you'll see that. That's what's, what it's, it was said about the uh, 
Camino planet that was redacted from the archives. Okay, well, what else is there? You remember at the end of the update last week, they had that one line shrouded in secrecy that everyone just started going crazy Google searching and trying to figure out? Well, as far as we know, the clone army program was shrouded in secrecy. So now you got redacted that can reference Kamino, where the clones were created, and you got shrouded in secrecy, which mentions the clone army program. And one last point he made, um, it doesn't really correlate directly with what's happened recently, but uh, he said devs promised to do something with separatists and have yet to do so. And I can see that. So I'm honestly, I am, I'd be excited if it was Django, to be honest. I I would too. So uh, Wednesday night on... Uh, Reality skewed gamers. Yes, thank you. I'm brain dead. Uh, I joined those guys, and this was a question we talked about. Uh, you know, who do we think it's going to be? And I went on limb and stuck with my guns with Jedi Luke. But as much as I hope that's what it is, I I would be kind of surprised if they did R two, and then the next month did another light side character. I just kind of feel mm-hmm. like that they're going to go, you know, di- a different direction and go dark side. But, or at least I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. They seem to have been going one to the other and back and forth. Yep. So, so Django would be a pretty awesome choice because... There's so much you could do with a guy. I mean, you could give him clone synergy. Uh, Bounty Hunter could bring Boba back. Like, th- there could be some really interesting Separatist, stuff. Separatist. Yep. There, yeah, there's a lot of things that he could do. And that's the coolest part. I myself hope for clone synergy, since all the clones were modeled after him. But that's only because I have all those clones. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty awesome to me. Maybe. They seem to do have. They seem to have a thing for Mandalorians right now. So that'd be really cool if, like, know. they gave him a super cool, unique, and clones on his team got that unique as well. You know, since they're cloned after him. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. see what you're doing. Yeah. Mm, clone his unique. Yeah. Hey, that'd be interesting for sure. Put a Zeta on it too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Do a third Zeta to that team. Uh, let's. So that's pretty much that. Super interesting, and I guess we'll find out on Redacted whenever they announce it. Um, Omega Battle Coruscant, June seventeenth, requires Ewoks and Empire. And best then, friends, of course. Omega Battle's best spin. June 18th. We don't know who to use. There's no notes on that part. It's curious. <laughs> it's very Was curious. Was it redacted? Oh, maybe. Use your new Django. That's possible. Django. He just clones himself during battle. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Dies. In comes a clone. 
If you have a clone in your collection, when he dies, one of them replaces him once. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Self-cloning. You, you get a sixth member of your arena team. That'd be nuts. Well, but it is kind of weird that they did that. I don't know what's going on there. Yep. I definitely think it's a hint. Hopefully that's what it is. I'd be pretty excited. <laughs> oh, you're thinking Bespin Luke? <sighs> Some kind of thing? Maybe you'll fight the Bespin Luke that we might get eventually. That would be cool, too. I, I think, think you'll just see him and get, his abilities. That would be interesting. Get Luke in August, like they actually said. Maybe that's see, the whole I, that's, point I of I that originally August thought, thing. Like, I originally thought that that wasn't a joke. Like maybe it's, it was a joke, kind of, but actually being serious. That's possible, and it like that could be the whole point. Is they're hoping that we think that they're trolling, like a little bit of right. reverse psychology. Well, they have in the past, so it wouldn't be too far out of the question. That's true. <laughs> well, what came from Reddit this week? There was something you really wanted to discuss. Yeah, it's kind of uh, one of those Zeta things that we always see. People want Zetas. They want them on their old arena teams to make them viable again. And there's some that could use them, you know. They don't have any now, so it would be nice to get some. But I was talking with a guy named Crux113 on there, and we were talking about ideas for a droid Zeta that would make the droid team viable again so i asked him what his idea was just to kind of find out what he was thinking and so he was really wanting a way for droids to make their way back into the meta and combat the rex turn meter lead teams right so find just find a way to kind of try to push them out of the meta which they've been solid in for what a year year and a half so this is his idea. And uh, so HK47, this is for his unique. HK47 has a 100% chance, so that's part of the Zeta, to revive at 50% higher health, part of the Zeta, for the first time he is defeated. So he'd automatically revive himself with 50% health instead of the chance. And then this is the main Zeta part he was talking about. Droid allies gain offense and speed equal to crit hit chance, but cannot critically hit. So his idea was basically kind of like a Darth Nihilus lead in a way, but not sacrifice speed, actually make them faster so they get the turn meter, but they're not giving it away to the other team. I would like to see that as either like a selectable one if it's going to be on HK, like decide between two or put it on different droid because I just kind of feel like that would cause a riot with all the droid people. That was my main thing when he said it. So I mentioned to him that it would totally negate his leader ability because his leader ability is the 50% turn meter on crits. Yep. So basically, if no one's critting, his leader ability is worthless. Besides the little extra things it does. But that's the main point of his leader ability. So the idea was it would this if he was Zeta, it would require a new droid team leader. And there's not a good option out there really right now. 
But another thing that he mentioned and that I had talked about with him was how Grievous may be reworked soon. And let's say Grievous is reworked to be the leader with some Zetas of his own. If you were to add that in there, that might actually work for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so, true. I thought that was... I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I mean, I don't know how adding crit hit chance, the percentage to your offense and speed, what those percentages are really going to bump you up to, and if that's enough to make a difference, but it's an interesting idea, I think. Yeah, it's very interesting for sure. I mean, if you figure, think of somebody having, say, 60% crit chance, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's 60 speed that they would gain in that situation, and 60 offense, like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of interesting. There's another guy, Soul Man, that got into the conversation with us there for a second. He said, what about if instead of needing a new leader ability, how about a way to crit without triggering the on-crit effect of the enemy? So basically, in a leader ability, Zeta, that makes it so your crits don't trigger their ability. So you could... If you wanted to do that, you could basically do like that leader ability that they said, just remove the crit, make it to where it's like Darth Nihilus, they can't crit. Just, you know, make it a higher percent offense increase, you know. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of ways that could go. I just think it's a really interesting idea. So I spend a lot of time getting my droids ready for the heroic AAT to be replaced by clones and i just really with the extra zeta sitting around for me i think it would really be real awesome to be able to throw my droids into the arena again for the first time for me you have so zetas be, just sitting around i do i have 44 zeta mats right now god bless <laughs> i don't have anything to i want to spin them on right now you know well i do want to spin them on veers but he's not geared yet so i'm not gonna put them on him yet until I have all those guys geared. That's fair. So, just said, 20 of those are reserved for Veers. They're just not being used at the moment. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, we asked some questions hmm. for some questions from the Discord Yeah. today, since we didn't have a lot of news, kind of wondering what you guys wanted to hear. So, go over a few of these questions in the next 10 to 15 minutes. What do you got? What's the first question? Well, the first question is the $10 Ahsoka pack. Is that good or bad for non-whales? What do you think? So here's my thought. Nukin from the Republic put out a video early this morning uh, after one of his guildmates got some video of a seven-star Ahsoka for him versus his four-star Ahsoka. Now, the video, it's kind of, it's not completely misleading, let me say that. But the four-star version of him, when he does the whirlwind in the video, she only has three buffs on her. So it doesn't crit for a lot. It doesn't get as many hits. I guess it wouldn't crit for more the more buffs, but it didn't hit as hard at four-star. But his seven-star video had... Uh, more like six or seven on them, and she was one-shotting people at seven-star. So the jury's still out for me completely on that, 
only because of the fact that I want to see a four star hit with seven buffs and see what happens. Yeah. Because she does have some of the highest damage base attacks in the game. But if it does come down to it where those crits are not as high as it would be at seven star, it's kind of hard to say that a $10 pack to get to four stars is really going to make a big difference for a non-whale. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, But I think if she's a character you like and you're going to use her, might as well spend the 10 bucks because, I mean, you're not getting crystals. Or, sorry, you're not getting shards that cheap any other way. So, Or for a while. Yeah, at least for a while. Like, it's not a bad deal. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's a pretty good deal. It's it's pretty tempting, in my opinion. Um, well, yeah, for sure. I've bought those packs before in the past for... I did it for Hera. I regret that one. But a couple of those characters I did it for, so... Nice. Yeah, it's not a bad deal price-wise for sure. And if you all just want to get her to four stars, so you don't have to farm those extra shards later, it's only ten bucks, so it's not too terrible. Cool. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you think that she is meta-defining since star level matters a hell of a lot with her? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I've seen a lot of people buying her as far as news that i've seen people buying her but that must just be the people i talk to but as far as people in our guild server talking about seeing her i don't think i think i've seen maybe three people say so far they've seen her so yeah to be determined i don't know and i don't know that she's here's the knock right so kylo great on offense but a lot of people don't use him because the ai is it's not dependable, right? It's on dumb. defense. No, I can see that the exact same way for Ahsoka, and that might be why people don't use her. Because uh, some of the people in our guild that have fought the seven star Ahsoka said that she used Whirlwind with one buff, you know. So it's not setting it's not setting itself up right, or to the best it can. So it's never going to be as good. As you using it. So in my eyes, she's a lot like Kylo in that regard. Well, I think she's... Great on offense, sketchy on defense. She's different than Kylo for the fact that you can set up buffs. I mean, if you just create a super tight window, speed window, I mean, you can set it up to where she has however many buffs you want. Like, I think that's probably a team comp issue as far as how good she is on defense. Yeah, I do think she's a little easier to control what she does on defense. You can't control, obviously, dispels and those types of things, but yeah, you can control setting it up the best you can for defense as opposed to, you know, like we were talking about with Kylo. Yep, so. for sure. I think we'll have to see. I don't think we're going to see a lot of people throwing her in at a lot of lower stars. I think we'll see more of... Seven stars in there, but less of the low stars. Yeah, probably. We will mm-hmm. see. Uh, we will check the meta report from Swagaga next week and see if she's popped <laughs> up on there. Uh, for sure. Someone asked for us to speculate on six-star mods. Think it'll be another ship lure? 
And do we think that new tiers of mod challenges will be introduced to balance out the 100% drop rates? I I thought the last point was really interesting. I could totally see them doing that. That would actually make a lot of sense. Now that we get 100% drops, like, why not have a mod challenge that's 24 energy or something, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I thought he was getting at 100% on every five star or less, and then they're going to introduce six stars. That's like 25% drop rate. Uh, it's like, I you can either go for awesome that. mods, or you can go for 100% on fives. Yeah. That's, I don't that's know, a good man. point, too. I mean, there are definitely different ways they could go about doing this. If Yeah, I don't know that it'll be a ship lure, only for the fact that you hope it's they got to do something. Well, I definitely hope it's not, but uh, <laughs> they got to do something. <laughs> they got to do something to farm ship shards or blueprints. Yeah. That needs to happen way before anything with ships for farming mods. Because the more you make ships a requirement to get things and the without adding a way to get those ships easier is going to make a lot of people upset. So, yes, we don't want a lot of Dan's upset. Yeah, imagine an army of me <laughs> with our pitchforks roaming the streets. Be like, uh, what's that movie? Everything's legal at night for 24 hours. Oh, the purge? <laughs> That's what it is. There'll be a Potter purge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh,. Uh, somebody asked us to mention the fact that Swagaga, S-W-G-O-H dot G-G, if you don't know, now has a social media section. So you can go to your profile and you can put in your Discord username, line username. I can't remember what all is on there, but that is a pretty a awesome way to go and find people. So like, if there's somebody on your shard you need to get a hold of, go check out their profile on there and see if they got social media. For sure, and if you are looking for people on your own and you don't find them, throw yours in your profile at the least so that if they go looking for you, they don't wind up with the same problem. For sure. So Good it's a very thinking. cool uh, it's a cool addition they made there, for sure. No doubt. Uh, someone else was wondering about game economy, like how money spent for whales or how do we think money is spent Wells versus lighter spenders, and how does that play into the arena? Uh, and are we in the golden age of free to play getting number one in arena? This is the weird question to me because the last part doesn't seem to mesh well with the first part to me. Because the way it is now with these mods at 100% drop rates, it, that's a lot of really it's a lot of good mods that you can get now where there was a lot more RNG before there is less in the fact that, you know, you're going to get one for every SIM. So there's a pretty good chance you're going to get a mod that might actually turn into something awesome. Yeah. I don't know if there's a good chance of you getting one that's going to be awesome though. I mean, well, let's just think statistically, if you're getting 10 mods as opposed to two, the chances of you getting a better one are obviously better. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Theoretically, I, mean, I don't know if yes. you did. 
I don't know if you spend a bunch of cantina during double drops, but I got maybe six out of 600 mods with decent double speed. Yeah, I didn't get squat. Like One of them was a cross, a defense cross with 18 speed, and I'm like, this is awesome, except that it sucks. <laughs> I've got one of those, uh, and I would love to have another one. Best thing I got was uh, 10 which was like a mod that I already had freaking bukus of that I'll probably never use. Like I literally got nothing useful. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Just with this question, it's weird to me because light spenders are always going to be farming their gear. Whales, if they see it pop up and they need it, are probably going to buy it. And those, that's the way it's been forever. But... And- Free-to-play is still viable in the arena just as much as, uh, you know, pay-to-play. Totally so, agree. And it's... I don't... It's based I on... I don't know where the correlation play. really goes. Well, it's about... I, I guess how... Time at how, the top, basically. Well, I was going to say how far the meta shifts. Like, if the meta shifts complete teams, then obviously mm-hmm. Wells have a huge advantage. But the way the meta has shifted... If you have Rex, Baze, and Chariot, which you could totally have as free-to-play, like, if you have those three, you're fine. I mean, nothing to worry about. Yeah. So... Yeah, until something comes along that negates them, you know? It's, it's, that's exactly... You're exactly right. My, I did, my point about time at the top was basically just... If you are spending pay-to-play, you're going to be able to gear them up faster which will give you an advantage to be at the top for longer before, you know, the free-to-play get their up, theirs up there to fight for the top of the arena. Gotcha. So there's that advantage, but as far as pay-to-play and free-to-play being totally different at the top of the arena, I don't think that that's going to change until we start seeing drastic team shifts in the meta every month, you know? Yeah. Like you were saying. So. Well, what about the gear grind what is your strategy and how do you do it <laughs> i pick a character i start farming them and whatever they need i spend energy on it and if it's something cheap or if it's a challenge gear i move to a different character and farm on them until i get the challenge gear for them and then i put it on them and i go back to them that way i'm not wasting energy on Stuff that's free, you know, or f- cheap, like hollow projectors. I don't yeah. farm hollow projectors because they're 300 crystals. Yep. But it's basically how I do it. Interesting. I yeah. I pretty much use the 50 crystal refreshes and the free energy to farm stuff like stun guns and stun cuffs. And then I pretty much save all the rest of my crystals to buy it from the shipments. Mm-hmm. I never do the 100 crystal refreshes to farm stuff unless it's double drops. Yeah, I'm with you there. And it's been nice the past week still being able to do 350 energy refreshes. I don't know when that's supposed to stop, but I'm going to milk it until all until it's gone. I've gotten to where I do my energy. Re- like, I, I usually save my refreshes till the evening. That way, if something happens that day in arena or whatever, and I want to get some gear for someone else I want to try in arena, I can do that. But here lately, I've been doing it earlier in the day. That way, if they change it midday, I'm not screwed and missing out on that one. Yeah, I'm with you. 
on the first part of that because I usually do it at night too. And the reason for that is because all our raids are usually during the day, you know? Yeah. So if we finish a raid and I get the pieces I need, then I, then I haven't farmed three different refreshes on something that I now have way extra of, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. Yep. Cool. For um, sure. What about these viable heroic teams? Uh... There was uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Was okay. farming Zetas and Shards from the fleet shop. Mm-hmm. What do you do there? Do you Are you a Shard buyer or a gear buyer or Zetas? So it recently shifted for me. Like I said, I have 44 Zetas. When I hit 20 Zeta mats, I stopped farming Zetas from currency and i just started buying blueprints so now i spend all of it on blueprints and shirt shards so i've been farming up i've pretty much farmed from zero well from the unlock of clone sergeant ship i have him almost to six stars now and i'm farming pretty much every ship in the middle in the middle node and uh i'm just trying to get all my ships to seven star at this point Cool. Because I'm behind because I wanted Zetas instead. But totally fair. I know I know that something will come for ships and I just wanna start working my way that way. So Yeah. That's what I do. I buy blueprints and church charge. That's not well, too dissimilar from what I do. I uh I was heavily buying Zetas and I still buy them pretty frequently, but a couple days ago I decided I wanted to get my barn Starfighter to six star at least. And today I did that, so I've been bu- I've been buying him the tie advanced and chariot shards. That's basically mm-hmm. it besides zetas. And then usually once I hit like four thousand total currency, I'll buy a zeta. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. They are expensive, so. Yes. But that's how I got most of my first ones and kind of caught up to everyone on zetas. Was buying them every two days or so. And farming them, so yep. it worked out for me. I've heard people say that I'm quite a bit ahead of them on the Zeta thing, and I assume that's probably why. Yep, that would make sense. So so what I was mentioning earlier, Wink, was someone had also asked in the Discord about Phase 1 Heroic AAT teams and some of the other teams that are going into the first phase that are kind of different than the Jedi teams that we all know and love. Yeah. And so I don't know if you've heard about this uh, Kenobi sync thing. You heard yep. about that? I have. Pretty interesting. Definitely an interesting idea. I know I, our friends from the Republic there have a nice raid uh, guide up on their site on Swagabuga in-depth. So that's nice <laughs> to see. So... But I think Kenobi sinks one of them. There's the Jedi teams leading with Anakin and McMull. Or they're not McMull. Who's that other guy? I'm a Gundy. He looks like McMull. That's what it is. <laughs> so, you know of any others? Um, I don't. Do you? 
<laughs> I told you all the ones I know. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, Resistance are they good in Phase One? Have you heard that? No, anybody? Bueller. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, sure, it would be nice if scene? there was someone on the, the podcast that knew about these things. I know. Yeah, that would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Who's talking? Who dis? New phone. Who dis? <laughs> I don't know. Who it is? <laughs> Sounds What's like someone's guys? hijacked us here. Yeah, I just kind of kind of showed up out of nowhere. Actually, I've been here the entire time. Yeah, that, that's creeping. a stalker. What a, you like know that, what? Like a mole like underground. Really attached girlfriend. <laughs> like yes. a mole underground. <laughs> I didn't know you were there because I didn't hear any mouse clicking. Yeah, sorry. Wait, wait. Hang on. There, now do you hear it? I heard, I heard that. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Hey, it's mouse clicking. Perfect. Now we know who it is. Hello, McMole. What's going hey guys, on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. You know, I'm making Wink stay up way too late. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. It, Wink is staying up real late right now. Oh, it is. It's <laughs> so late here. I am ready to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Is it late over there in uh, Hawaii where you're at? Hawaii. <laughs> I know. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> Hawaii. Get out of here. <laughs> where, where? Where are you? East Coast, obviously. Yeah, I'm in Virginia. Virginia. It sounds fancy. West it's Coast, not. best coast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be on the West Coast another three or four days, so. No, we mentioned that earlier. You heard us, I'm sure, and didn't say anything. But we were talking about how we'll have to talk to you about your experience at EA Play. Uh, maybe. I'll think about it. You're like, nope. I'm never can coming guys, back after this one. Can you guys have me on like four times in three months or No. Three Ooh. times in one month, whatever it is. Let's just say four months. We got a lot of time for the other two then. <laughs> <laughs> Math is hard at two in the morning. <laughs> oh, you're exaggerating. It's only one forty. Jeez. You know what? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'll just leave now. Why? You haven't told us else. about this awesome Rada Rada. Rada wow. Zeta rankings video you made. Rate a video. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that one for a while. Please do. Soundbite it. Yes, rate a Zeta. Rate a ranking Zeta video, whatever that is. <laughs> Wasn't that the um, girl from Power Rangers? Rita. Rita. Oh, okay. Okay. Close. Close enough. Yeah. So McMull's the man behind the bad guy in uh, Power Rangers. Got it. <laughs> now that now that you know, I'm gonna have to kill you. I guess. <laughs> Do it on the podcast. Take, One last take bit over, of ratings. Take over the hosting duties on the Shattered Order podcast again. <laughs> uh, yes, again, again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, back to the back to the video. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did a video where I basically took all the Zetas currently in the game, and this was a cutoff before Fulcrum Soko was brought in. And I basically break down the Zetas into four tiers. And each tier is based off of just how much damage the Zeta brings to the team and how much like support or just basically what it means, how much better improves the team. 
So you have in Tier 1, you have Kylo Ren, Finn, Darth Vader, and Commander Cody. And with their Zetas, between Kylo Ren able to solo Phase 1, and you have Finn and the Resistance team. And you have Darth Vader with him in Phase 2 of the tank raid, and then being able to solo the Rancor. And then you have Commander Cody, of course, with the clones that Wink apparently does not love because, Can't stand. well, you know. <laughs> yeah. No one's perfect, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you have those guys in Tier 1, and they just do massive amounts of damage with their Zetas brought in. So you have that, and then you have Tier 2, which is about 2 million plus damage, and you have Captain Phasma, General Veers, R2-D2 with his number crunch unique, and then Darth Sidious. And the one that people don't really get there is the Darth Sidious one, and that's mostly because his Zeta is pretty much necessary for your Vader teams in Phase 2 with all the dots that Sidious would bring out on his AoE moves. Mm-hmm. So there's that one, and a lot of people, there's some controversy with the R2 number crunch one as well. But I think posting enough screenshots of that has shown people that they're just wrong. So, <laughs> so yeah, they people have come around to embrace the R2 number crunch being a really good raid Zeta as well. I, ha- then, I have to agree. I've been using Rebels in Phase 4. And ever since oh, yeah. I stuck in my Zeta to R2, like, my numbers went through the roof compared to what I used to do. Yeah, there was um, from Mace Window, I think is his name. He's like one of the Krakens of the game. He did like 6.4 million with his rebels in phase four. Jeez. And yeah, it's, that's just that R2 number crunch just does stupid things to that team. So as far as the Veers in the rank two, is that him on a full Imperial team or him yeah. added to another team? Okay. That would, that would be him on a full Imperial trooper team. Are there any other Imperial trooper Zetas? Oh, there's a death, death trooper. Uh, uh, yeah, Death Trooper with his Krennix Guard, and then you have Stormtrooper with his fantastic Zeta unique <laughs> thing that, you know, everybody yeah. loves. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. I can see him definitely being a pretty good uh, leader for a Phase 2 team. Yes, yeah, it's the protection regen on his unique Zeta that really just kind of boosts your Imperial Troopers. And just give him all that bonus survivability to really like make it through the entire phase two or phase four team. Yeah, so, and they got a lot of. Uh, and there's, well, I guess it's when you kill someone you get the turn meter, so that wouldn't really work in there. Uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, you get like ten percent protection every time that an enemy is defeated. You gain offense up, and then you gain bonus turn meter for each buff. And so there's a bunch of stuff that his Zeta brings in, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping a, keeping an eye on that one because people are starting to uh, rack up more and better scores with their Imperial Trooper teams with uh, General Veer Zeta. So eventually he's probably going to get moved into Tier 1, which is 4 million plus with the Zeta investment. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Very nice. Yeah, and then uh, Tier 3, you had First Order TIE Pilot and First Order Stormtrooper. Uh, with their Zetas, where Stormtrooper would call and assist with every time he uses an ability, which includes his counters, which is crazy. And then <laughs> Tie Pilot, yeah. he gains that bonus crit chance and crit damage, and also has a pretty high chance to gain foresight whenever he loses advantage, which is going to happen a lot with him, especially when he's assisting. So those two add a good solid 500,000 plus damage, which is the requirement for Tier 3. And then you have the Qui-Gon Jinn Zeta lead with the bonus foresight and offense equal to three times the Jedi speed. And 
there's been some uh, people testing those out in phases two and four, and those teams are actually doing pretty nice damage, about a good two, three million there. So that's why I have him there in tier three. I haven't moved up to tier two yet. I think if I see some better Jedi scores, he'll probably move up a bit more. So that's another team I'm watching pretty closely. And then you have Zeta Barris with a unique whenever Ally gets quickly hit, they regain 20% of the max health. So having that in there has really helped keep your tanks alive during fights, especially in like phases three or phases one. It just kind of helps keep your characters alive for longer, survive until the enrage. Mm-hmm. And then and then you have uh, fives in there with his Zeta, which really helps round out your damage on your clone teams for phases two or four, where he gains all that bonus turn meter whenever allies take damage. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, it, I don't really consider it really for the damage as much as getting slows out. Yeah, those those slows are so nice to have. And then like just whenever the tank puts out those dots, each dot counts as a damage tick. So if a mm-hmm. clone has like three dots on them, that's 45% turn meter for fives, which is just stupid. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, now that's, uh, that was the first three tiers and everything else was in tier four, which really not much use for them. Kind of negligible. Uh, apparently people have been not happy that I didn't include Savage or press. Apparently Savage can solo phase one, like Kylo Ren can in the tank raid. So people were unhappy that I didn't count that in. And so, yeah, I'll go back huh. and examine Never seen that, that one. actually. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of a mess because you have to keep these side ads alive and you have to rely on all the on the healing from uh, from all the ads attacking Savage. And there's a lot more RNG in there with it. So and I'll go yeah. back and look at it. And whenever I do the next video, which should be another month, I'm going to do these every month updated mm-hmm. ranking videos. I'll see uh, just what he looks like and make a determination next time if I'm going to move him up or not. Yeah, I think the joke I made to you when I saw this the first time was uh, that Pow needed his own uh, his own rank. Yeah, tier five. <laughs> tier five, Pow. Do not. Touch. Yeah, I'm probably going to throw him in there with uh, Bodhi Rook. <laughs> it works. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. It's definitely a good resource. I know, like I was telling Wink a little bit earlier, I have enough for two Zetas right now. I just don't know what I want to put it on. So I told him I had one saved for Veers once I gear up that team, but definitely looking around at what's good there. Well, McMull, uh, for phase one, what teams do you really recommend? Uh, we, we all know the Kenobi sync thing, but what about for teams that, you know, are trying to beat the heroic version that, you know, are having issues? Um, the Jedi is a really nice team. Uh, if you use like an Anakin lead, you'll get some really nice damage numbers in there. So like Anakin, I'm a gun die, which does massive damage to droids. You could use bears in there to help keep your characters alive. And then Yoda would be nice in there as well if his uh, bow meditation with the tenacity up, if you're having trouble with the dots and the defense down and all the debuffs flying everywhere, his bow meditation would help keep your characters alive as well. And then Ayla, I found, also does really nicely because of her assist chance on her basic attack. And then she can heal herself nicely. And then if she counters on one of the side droids and she does a critical hit, it will stun them. So she brings a nice 
a nice uh, ability. Um, she she brings some really nice versatility to the team overall. So like your basic team of Anakin lead with Barris, I'm a die, Ayla, and Yoda is a nice starting team to go with. But if you can throw in Qui Gon Jinn in there at some point and get that offense up with his dispel, if you get one of the droids to taunt or anything like that, that'd be some nice damage boost as well. Nice. Makes sense. Where'd you go, Wink? Despair? Nope, I'm here. He's uh, writing things down. Yeah, I was to say, he's contemplating. He's like, okay, that's what I've been doing wrong. No, I'm sitting here writing, clones suck, clones suck, clones suck. I think that's actually a love note. You know, those people that just deny it, and they just keep yeah. writing it to try I to mean, convince themselves. Wink, if you're going to keep talking to me like this, I need you to buy me dinner first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's and send it <laughs> flash frozen through the mail to him. <laughs> well, awesome, man. We'll put the link to your video in uh, our show notes so people can check that out. Glad you could come on and uh, talk about it because pretty cool information there. Yeah, Definitely no problem. Yeah, I'm I know glad, you've been putting a lot of work on it. Yeah, I'm so. glad I could uh, stay up uh, for another two hours just to hop on here for a few minutes. Yeah, Wait, exactly. What are you know? talking about? You've been here the whole time. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Well, did oh, you yeah, lie? Sorry, did right. you lie to everyone? <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I believe you. Well, sweet. All right, well, yep. All right, cool. Well, thanks for letting me come on, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks thank for coming, you. man. Uh huh. Catch you later. Well, as far as the podcast goes, that's about all we have this week. So we look forward to. We probably won't have the new information on the new event next week. Or not new event, but the new content next week because uh, Saturday is the EA Play. But there should be some new information next week as far as we know, I think. Flash event. The flash event starts next week. So we'll know about that. We'll have a few yep. things to talk about. So cool. look forward to talking to you guys then. Maybe even have some people hang out with us. I don't know. We'll see. So Yeah. yeah. That Appreciate you listening, fun. as always. Leave some feedback on iTunes. Once again, we had some people do that. We'll do some shout-outs next week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the Force be with you.